Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong from the Rotten Tomatoes studio here in Southern California. I am Mark Ellis. With me, as always, Jacqueline Coley. We're back in studio, yeah. and we have a lot to celebrate because we taped this last week, yeah. and it was a very big day for me personally <laughs> yeah. and my, my football team. Because we're selling the team. Yes. The owner is getting out, Jacqueline. You know what? We're talking about a Christmas movie. Christmas came early for Mark Ellis. I really do feel like this is when we got the rumors that Janelle was filing for, Giselle was filing for (laughs) divorce. I will not celebrate with you until Mm -hmm. it was like a couple of days ago when she actually did divorce him for the reasons that she absolutely should have never married him. Very fair. And again, this is just beginning the process. It's going to be a long process, but I kind of feel like, you know, you know what this is? This is, uh, Tim Robbins in Shawshank, yeah. and he's got the spoon. Yeah. And he's got the spoon, and Tim Robbins has initiated making dents in concrete walls, yeah. and we're getting out. We're getting out. But yeah. we're talking about Christmas and happy things, and we're getting to that time of the season where it's not necessarily the Christmas season yet, but you're preparing mm. for Christmas. Yes. So like in Spaceballs, preparing, preparing, you're always preparing. Well, one of the best days to prepare for Christmas is the day after Thanksgiving. Colloquial known as Black Friday. Yes. When everybody goes shopping, there's lines. People are throwing elbows and they're diving after knees to get that toy, to get that hot item. And so what better movie to talk about than Jingle All the Way, which is currently 19% rotten on the tomato meter. It picks up a little steam with the audience score, but still rotten at 38%. And so here to help us disseminate why is a member of the generation raised on Jingle All the Way. I imagine it is our incredible producer himself. You know him as one of the stars of the Wanger show. He's a creator. He's an actor. He does it all. Brian Perez is here. Hey, happy to be here. <laughs> Are you? I am happy to be here talking this movie. I love this movie. And I know it was my time. It was before or after your guys' time. Like, you guys are a little too old. No no offense. It wasn't after. We're still here talking about I it. I know. Brian. We're still talking about it, but we actually understood it for the satire that it was. <laughs> oh, and you, I'm about to, okay. end, I'm about okay. to end your childhood really quickly. Uh, oh, like, wow. legitimately All with right. relish. Because I... Have a different take on this movie. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to get into it. I have it. a third take on this movie right. because I base this movie entirely on where Arnold Schwarzenegger was oh. in his career. This was not a Christmas holiday movie for me. This was sort of like, are we getting near the end of one of the greatest runs of, that anybody's ever seen in the history of Hollywood mm. with Arnold Schwarzenegger being a box office star? We were just getting started with this movie. <laughs> How dare you say this is the end of this run? Come on, 96? All right. Well, before we get into, we have two minutes with Tim, which is where he's going to tell us what the critics were saying at the time of this film's release, which was 1996, Schwarzenegger coming off of Eraser, mm. and it was right before he would be in Batman and Robin. Okay. And so again, interesting time in his career is starring Sinbad as well, who's one of the all-time uh, great stand-up comics as far as how prolific he is with material. He used to host those Caribbean shows for HBO. The guy is just, he's hes an incredible comic. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves in that Doesn't. realm. And, and then he had a nice run as a movie star. And he this is his third movie that he was in with Phil Hartman. So we're going to get into all that. But before we get into any of the movie talk itself, I'm curious, both of y'all, did we ever do the Black Friday? 
Did we have a big day? Yeah. Where we, I wait till Cyber Monday now. That seems safer. No, I did. Do, I did do Black Friday. I also worked retail for more years than I can remember on Black Friday. Ooh, what yeah. store? Uh, ticket, ticket. You know, okay, I don't want to okay, say okay. because I, not, I worked Toys R Us, but not for. Was it Black Friday? Toys R Us, I worked Black at Toys Friday. So I worked for, I'll say it, I worked for the TJX Corporation at oh. different points, both in stores and at the corporate office for, God, I want to say almost almost a decade, like wow. like seven or eight years. Yeah. Wow. I like moved up the ranks though. So it was like, uh, let, me, let me let me like make this math. It's like 2009 until 2000. Six seven years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Six seven years. That's I worked. I worked. So you handled like, some Black Friday issues. I definitely handled Whoa. some Black Friday issues, which is also the reason why I have my take on it, which is that this movie was trying to satire spectacle consumerism, <laughs> and it really just gave permission <laughs> enabled, for enabled spectacle it. consumerism. Mm. This was the beginning of the death rattle of people at least pretending that they weren't trying to buy themselves into a personality and into a family and into oh. a relationship. Oh. This was like the last gasp of us trying to pretend that capitalism wasn't going to kill us all. Yeah, this was really the death of not only um, a lot of facades about Christmas, but also... For Santa Claus and those poor elves up there, this was the movie that came out. And it's like no more wooden toys. Yeah. No yeah. more train sets. Yes. Real stuff. Because yeah. you know what happened? Christmas in 96. This movie comes out in November. Mm -hmm. Christmas mm. in 96 was the Tickle Me Elmo Christmas. Yes. Yes. So it's almost like, oh, my God, art is becoming life right before our very eyes. Yeah. Have you ever waited in line like overnight for anything? No. Well, <laughs> tickets. Uh, no, tickets. Tickets. Phantom Menace tickets. Tickets. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, velvet Rope in Sync. Concert tickets. <laughs> okay. So this is the Janet Jackson Velvet Rope Tour. Um, uh. And I will admit, although I love Janet Jackson, I was buying the tickets for Usher and NSYNC because wow, I was lineup. 14. That is a, uh, I understand yeah. it. I don't agree with it. I'm yeah. there for Janet. <laughs> I'm there for Rhythm Nation. I'm there, there for, for Black Janet. Cat, Escapade. That's what I'm there for. I was there for Janet too, but a 14 year old girl has different priorities. I get it. I get it. I don't, I, I never want to be you. I never okay. want to be a 14-year-old girl. Because, like, trust me, Mark, I know you love Van Halen. But at that time, <laughs> if you could have gone and hung out with Pamela Anderson. Uh, I still might have taken Van Halen. Oh, uh, not no, a 14-year-old Mark. Not at 14. I, it, it, I, wasn't into, I wasn't into that. Well, what, <laughs> what was the girl? I, I like a more, I like a different sort as well. Oh, yeah, that's I right. Know, wait, I know. Wait, you know, wait, you know Eva his girl? Longoria. No, no, Longoria? I know his girl. Who's, Kelly Rowland? Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez, I was high on. Cindy Crawford was my love. Oh, yeah. either way. Okay, either way. Cindy Crawford in her Diet Coke fabulousness is saying, Mark. Pepsi, but yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Diet Pepsi fabulousness is saying, Mark, come over today, but you have to skip the Van Halen concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the Crawford residence. <laughs> Thank you. So don't be mad yeah. at me because I bought the tickets yeah. for NSYNC and Usher. Okay, so she's uh, got, she's got a, a, a music concert. Yeah. I have yeah. a film. What did you wait in line overnight? For? Mine was video games. I stayed, I, it wasn't oh. overnight, but it was super early for the Nintendo 64 with yeah. Mario 64 and with GoldenEye 007. Absolutely. Waited early at the Toys R Us and was one of the first ones to get it. But do you hear this? Like the stories around what we're getting yeah. is not the stories that we tell. I enjoyed Velvet Rope, but the story behind me getting the tickets and like that whole thing is like yeah. way more. And that's like, I think what this movie sort of shows. And that's the game. Like, they make us feel. Like, it's like the Hermes and all of that. Like, it's like, you, you have to pay through the teeth. So by the time you actually get the bag, which is never going to be as fulfilling as it was intended to be. The present, as this movie shows us, is never going to be as fulfilling as it's meant to be. You know what it is? It's like a great championship season where, yeah, <laughs> we, we won the trophy. Or maybe we didn't win. Maybe we lost in the finals. But it's about the journey you took with that team. When I waited in line for Star Wars Phantom Menace tickets, that was really my first Comic-Con. That yeah. was my first Star Wars celebration because you're just there with a bunch of other Star Wars nerds. Yeah. And so it's more about the camaraderie getting the thing than it is the thing itself. Same. But here we have a rivalry between two dads who are just looking to get some respite and get their family's approval by getting a Turbo Man doll, the last Turbo Man doll that is going to be available in this town for quite some time. And we want the actual Turbo Man, not a gift certificate. All right, so here is what we're going to do first. Jacqueline's going to give us a brief synopsis yes. of Jingle All the Way and the fun that it entailed at your ready. Yes, so Jingle All the Way, as Mark and our lovely preamble said, is sort of this 1990s comedy that takes place with the idea of a family of two trying to find the perfect Turbo Man toy. And it sort of capitalized sell-out culture. It stars Sinbad, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, 
basically think trains, planes, and automobiles, but these two are going through the mad adventure of getting the very last toy because there's a rustle for it at the very end. In addition, we have lots of other folks coming along the way, including Phil Hartman and Rita Wilson. But the main thing is just these two people who are trying to achieve this one family thing together and having everything, including each other, prevent them from it. Plane, trains, and automobiles. But instead of trying to get home for Christmas, we're trying to buy a toy. Man, that's Not good. just a toy. We're trying to buy our child's love. Our child's <laughs> love. We're trying to buy our child's love. I want to make that very clear. Both of these, I should have said, are dads that are too busy, not present, not doing what they need to do. They are literally the product of the 80s excess, whereas they were chasing them cars <laughs> and them DVD players, but they were not chasing emotional intelligence and family time. Yes, we are going to put some therapy on this one because this is jingle all the way. I'm going to break you on this one, Brian. All right, let's go. <laughs> this let's is going to be fun. Like, I really do have to say this is, was a movie that I also did love. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, we are all doomed. The third act gets a little crazy. Yeah. So before we turn it over to two minutes with Tim, I will point out one of the other stars of the movie happens to be star of Star Wars Episode One. The yes, Jake Lloyd. Lloyd. I almost Jake forgot Lloyd. about that. I wanted to mention that. This was back before the nerds killed him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he was just a little kid who wanted a Turbo Man doll. Yeah. Now it's time for two minutes with Tim. Tim Bryan, our expert review curation manager, going to tell us what critics were saying at the time of Jingle All the Way's release getting towards the holiday season in 1996. Hit it, Tim. Two I was reading a review years ago by Andrea Gronval, a great critic for the Chicago Reader, where she wrote, The comedian Sidbad once said that Hollywood seeks out original talents, but then tries to make them just like everyone else. Sidbad's co-star in Jingle All the Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger, couldn't possibly be like anyone else if he tried. And it's in the movies where he's playing someone who's ostensibly a regular guy that throw his uniqueness into bold relief. Sure, there's something almost otherworldly about an Austrian bodybuilder who plays Conan the Barbarian or the Terminator or a guy named John Matrix, but those characters are totally believable within the worlds they inhabit. But what about the Arnie movies set in the real world? Movies like True Lies and Kindergarten Cop, and to some degree Total Recall, have fun with the idea of Arnold as an action hero disguised as a working stiff. But why would any of the other characters in these movies be fooled? In Jingle All the Way, his character is a mattress salesman named Howard Langston. Let me repeat. Arnold Schwarzenegger's character's name in Jingle All the Way is Howard Langston, and he's a mattress salesman. Does he stay so buff by carrying a stack of mattresses out of the warehouse every day? Arnold's reign as the box office king during the 1990s coincided with an era in which each holiday season spawned a new toy craze, in which stores were overrun with parents so desperate to get their hands on a Cabbage Patch Kid or a Furby or a Tickle Me Elbow that they occasionally committed acts of violence. As a side note, despite its R rating, Terminator 2 toys did brisk business in 1991, though it wasn't the kind of hot commodity that would send the likes of Howard Langston running all over town. Howard Langston. But while Jingle All the Way attempted to satirize such crass commercialization of Christmas, critics largely felt that its talented cast strained too hard for laughs, and the film's tone was often too grim to work up much holiday cheer. Jingle All the Way is rotten at 19% on the tomato meter with 47 reviews, and it has a 38% audience score. So what did the critics have to say? In a rotten review, Margaret McGurk of the Cincinnati Inquirer wrote, The overall effect is disquieting. Too simplistic for an adult comedy and too angry for a children's movie. However, in a fresh review, Andy Saylor of USA Today wrote, Here's Arnie, of all people, playing a bedraggled suburbanite, and his perversely amusing casting boosts a crass, sometimes nasty, and finally funny celebration of holiday mass merchandising and greed. The Rotten Tomatoes critics' consensus reads, Arnold Schwarzenegger tries his best, but Jingle All the Way suffers from an uneven tone, shifting wildly from a would-be satire on materialism to an antic slapstick yuck fest. So that's Jingle All the Way. Ta-ta, Turtle Man. <laughs> yeah, the doll that was is Turbo a, Man. That, that is a, that is a, yeah, that, that was a great sign-off, Tim. I, yeah. I will give you kudos for that one. I'm glad that Tim pointed out the Cabbage Patch Kids, Grace, because yes. that's what this movie was sort of directly based on. Yeah. And then you had other toy crazes since then. So we'll talk about the movie, but then closing things out here, I am curious if anybody had, like, that toy that was like that season and you needed to have it and you got it or you didn't get it. But for right now, let's go ahead and jump into movie talk. And I guess we could just kick off with the easiest question here is when, how old were you when you first saw the movie? It it seems like you were a Ute. (laughs) I was a Ute. Uh, I don't know how old I was, but I had it on VHS, like one of those big box VHS Mm -hmm. boxes. And I think I just saw it 
I just played it over and over again and saw it on cable all the time. So I just grew up with this movie. Was it the clamshell? Like I think the so. Disney case? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was but, the way I saw it as well. Yeah. I saw it semi-babysitting. Oh, so it just sort of like gets into you as you're probably calling your boyfriend to come over. No, no, no. This was like a legitimate like babysitting type thing. This was 96. 96. Yeah. yeah. It was like me hanging out with like girls that were babysitting their younger sisters and they were watching Jingle Ball. Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Like like a semi babysitting situation. And I do remember I do think it was clamshell or Disney Channel, but it was like yeah. that. It was either Disney Channel or Clamshell, but it was definitely kids around laughing at it. Loved it at that time as like the like tween that doesn't want to pretend like you're into it, but you're like into it. <laughs> yeah, like we were into it. You know, yeah. th this this is one of the very few times in the history of this podcast that I am talking about a movie that I'm very familiar with now. No idea when I first saw it because really? I did not care about this movie when it came out. Wow. I was too 15 cool. or 16. Mm. I was just, it wasn't in my wheelhouse at all. Like I got it. I got what the thing was. And to be honest, if I was going to go see this movie, it probably would have been for Sinbad yeah. as much as anybody else. Yeah. Because I was a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, but he made True Lies was a movie that when I saw the poster for it, I was like, I don't know what this guy, where this guy's career is going. True Lies ended up being great. It's great. Yeah. It was great. But yeah. then he had Junior and he had... Was Kindergarten Cop before this? Kindergarten, Did you guys yeah. watch Kindergarten that? Kindergarten Cop was before this. It was but 89. I, yeah. oh. I actually enjoy... See, this is what's weird. Kindergarten Cop, I can enjoy as a straight comedy. Okay, I it's never, funny. I never saw Arnold in the first Terminator before I saw him in the second Terminator. And so for me, he was more Junior Twins kindergarten cop right. than he was actually that. Like action like, star I was commando guy? Yeah, like I was way more betrayed by like Ice Cube <laughs> turning into a comedy dude than I was Arnold all of a sudden becoming the Hollywood machine that he had always meant to be. Like I always was like, this guy wants to be famous. Yeah. So, like mm. that doesn't strike me. But like Ice Cube was like, F you. And now he's like, are we there yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Directed by the same guy. Directed by the same guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. T uh, Brian Levant. Yeah. Levant. Yep. Yeah. And so if you look at this movie in terms of like what you were going to see it for, you probably kept rewatching it. Was this like a movie that was sort of, hey, I want whatever is coming out for Christmas this year. And so this is the movie to kind of get me into the spirit because you need a movie. It's not necessarily the movie you watch on Christmas Eve with your family or this Christmas Day, but you need a movie that opens up the Christmas season for you like Mariah does for all of us on exactly. social media now on November 1st. This is yeah. this movie for this you? This is this movie. It's, it's It brings you, puts you in the spirit of like it's time. I know it's shopping. I get it. Consumerism at its worst. I get it. You can't blame it on this movie. Like that's just that's just the world in general. How many Amazon packages do you guys get a day? <laughs> Come hey, on, that's listen, consumerism. You can at call its me finest. out all you want, but that was the reason why this was depressing because I was sitting in a mound of Amazon boxes, yes. packing them up for returns, <laughs> watching this, and it just depressed the hell out of me. But keep going. Okay, but yeah, it puts you in the spirit. It's the holiday season. The music's great. The comedy is great. The action is fantastic. And yeah, I mean, I love Sinbad. And uh, growing up, I didn't know. Now that I've grown up and seen Phil Hartman and Chris Parnell and like all the comedy people that are in this yeah. movie. Martin Mull. Like, yeah. Martin Mull. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just love it. Chris Parnell so underrated at how good of a comedian he is yeah. and like timing. Because yes. he's always the guy that comes in like with the beat and just goes, and everybody breaks up. He's perfect. I believe uh, trained at uh, North Carolina School of the Arts. I might have to look that up. But, oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. yeah. Very underrated uh, side character to the Will Ferrell. Exactly. Like, where he got all the fame, but, but like but Chris like, Parnell's so But like you need funny. that guy yeah, to yeah. just give you the one pause. And like I said, like he's like the perfect like one line, one moment, yeah. one, hmm, <laughs> you die. Yeah, as is Phil Hartman as yeah. this smarmy neighbor mm. who is just a creep, but he's just, he's Phil Hartman. Yeah, yeah. 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 So one of the questions that we have on our on our outline here is why are all the neighborhood ladies who are single, yeah. like, like, why do they just think Phil Hartman is the top? They all want to be with he's him. He's giving them all fellatio. I, Come on. Like, <laughs> I get it. This is a children's movie. I get Well, no, that, <laughs> that guy's doing That is the thing. Okay, time out. <laughs> the guy in the neighborhood that all the ladies love is because he's the guy in the neighborhood that all the ladies love. Love. I think he probably was very good in the sack a couple times <laughs> early in his career, and then word about Ted spread around to all the different uh, and country clubs some and coffee women shops. Started and, sampling, yeah. but but not Rita Wilson. Not Rita uh, Wilson. Not Rita Wilson. Because she's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, and their relationship is a little strange. Not unlike the relationship with Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. Yeah. in True Lies, because he has another regular job. And I love Tim talking <laughs> yes. about this. His regular job in True Lies is at least the one that he claims is. Computer 
computer salesman and his family never questions like, man, he's putting a lot of hours in at the gym. And then you have Jingle All the Way, which I Same. understand why he's so shredded. Like you ever go to mattress mattresses? I help friends move. Mattresses are heavy. But do you that, think he's moving them? He, not as the, a salesman. Yeah, he's, he's just, not a warehouse guy. He had to start somewhere. Okay. You know what the funniest thing in the world is, is that the like Arnold Schwarzenegger looks like a movie star, yeah. but he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger and his <laughs> name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. And the biggest comedy of Hollywood was fitting this guy into these roles that clearly were written for guys that look like the two of you. Yes, no that, offense. That, no, you know taken. I mean? The and everyman, the average yeah, the man. the everyman. Yeah. And then they had to do it. it. It boggles my mind now. Like, don't ever tell me you couldn't have cast the black girl. Y'all made Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's his name in this? I think Harold, it's like Howard Harold Langston. Harold yes. Langston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. yeah. But that I love a... that they do, there's no reference to it except for one line. Do you, yes. do you know the one line? Oh, I don't remember the one right. line. Right. Like, they don't bring up, like, you're a bodybuilder. You're you're from Austria. Like, who yeah. are you? You're like, you're an alien here. But there's one line when he gets in trouble for stealing um, the Phil Hartman's kids, Turbo Man. Right. And then Phil Hartman, which is an ad-lib line, he says, you can't bench press your way out of this one. <laughs> I that, don't remember that one. So, yeah. so good. Well, the, the I think part of the fun of this movie, and actually what I enjoyed re-watching it for the show, is that apparently Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger did a, a healthy dose of improv mm -hmm. in the movie. Sinbad hmm. improv a lot of his lines. It, he really does the same thing as stand-up. I mean, yeah. the guy is, is not known for writing down his set list. You know, he just kind of goes up true? and talks. Yeah, and Wasn't just, that Patrice Neal that did that too? Patrice O'Neal, yeah, yeah, is another one. It's very rare that you can just... And and I mean, like, you know, you know what your set is going to be, but just yeah. really talking off the top of your head, Sinbad is just one of the best wow. that, that, that has ever come along to do it. And so Arnold Schwarzenegger, by proxy, I think, I think hung in there well. It was sort of like... Like when Jeff Daniels was acting opposite Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. It's like yeah. you have this huge comedy superstar. Can you keep up? And I thought Arnold could keep up. So watching their dynamic back and forth, mm -hmm. I think is still a highlight that I can go back to this movie and appreciate. Yeah. Where the movie loses me, Jacqueline, is when we get into the third act, and I know it's a heightened family comedy, but it gets ridiculous. And you put an entire parade of people at risk with, this, with, with these antics. Like at some point, th there needs to be some serious jail time for these two. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So this is what the film kind of breaks down for me. That's the spectacle. Like, that's yeah, where we yeah. just, we live in the spectacle. And, like, not to be too, like, explicit with it, but that's the money shot that all of this preamble is getting towards. That's, that's all they wanted. That's really all they wanted. They wanted tur real Turbo Man with a jetpack. With you a know, real working jetpack yes. and a boomerang and everything. Yes. Just <laughs> at a parade. And that's the part of this movie. It's so depressing to watch. Like, I'm not <laughs> kidding you. I watched this movie and I found it completely depressing because of where it was and where it is now. I could no longer watch it as comedy because this is no longer parody. This is just where people are. People do stomp all over each other. Yes. For, like, there's been so many people to the point now where Black Friday is something that we're pulling back from because people realize how horrible it is for everyone involved. And so when I look at this film, I just see it now as a permission structure for this type of holiday festivity. I mm. see a movie like this and I see the events that play out and I, and I say, wait, thank God for the internet. Not always, yes. yeah. but the reason why people are pulling back on Black Friday is because you get all those Cyber Monday sales those and yeah. it's, it's, it's clicking by. Yeah. It's so much easier to have Turbo Man come to your house yes. than it would be to actually go out to a store. You're not going to find me anywhere near no. a store on Black Friday. Yeah. 
But I still think I still think Cyber Monday is a problem, too, because I do think it is just this idea where we force people for no other reason than everybody else feels they have to. So do you not participate in Cyber Monday? I you like this is the thing like don't in our family. Don't act like you're like holier no, than thou and don't not, buy not, anything on Cyber Monday. You're buying stuff. Come on, S- what day do you buy stuff? Statistically, I buy stuff when I'm depressed. So like okay. I have my own so issues, but I just don't need a Monday to do it. <laughs> it's every holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it every- <laughs> like it's every day that you know the that I forget to take my meds two days in a row. Then yes, I'm going to be like I need that aura ring. <laughs> now you know why Jacqueline has an aura ring. There you go. She's feeling bad, and we're like, if we're gonna buy something ridiculous and stupid that I don't need, that's celebrities have at least have it improve my health you know when it but, lights up red Jacqueline's <laughs> online buying something and again I'm not saying I'm above it or anything like I go cruise or whatever but nine times out of ten what prevents me from actually buying it is I know I'm only looking at it mm-hmm. because it is Cyber Monday and if it was actually something I needed what ends up happening is I put it in a cart save it and then if I'm still thinking about it later I'll go back and buy it and I don't care about the extra price because I do know the spectacle of buying it mm-hmm is why I'm doing it. Uh, Two questions I have about this movie. One, do we not give Myron his due? Because it seems like Myron is in really the same boat as Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know why Schwarzenegger, besides the fact that we've been lining up to see his movies for the last 15 years up to this point, why is he sort of the hero dad in Myron? By the end, I mean, Myron, I think, might actually have gotten arrested. Yeah. Yes. At the end of this movie. Yeah. Well, he did put Jamie in danger. Yeah, like he fell. But again, <laughs> that is the other aspect of how depressing this is because the conceit is made by Myron being the lesser of the two dads. Yeah. Yes. The, the, he the, doesn't get to win. The yeah. average male man who's like, yeah. The black yeah. guy with the job, who, which is, I dare say, a tougher gig. Tougher yes. gig especially for less around money. the holidays. Tougher gig for less money. Salesman. Yes. Something that's actually part of the collective good because he's actually, perf- like, he works for the government, he's, so he's a civil servant. He's yes. delivering all of your grandma's cards that may or may not have $5 stuffed in. Your letters yeah. to Santa, and he has a great yeah. line of that. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a, so he's literally been participating in this whole thing, and when he finally gets his time to get something for his kid after, like, literally doing, like, what do we call it, essential workers type mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. And who still gets it? The salesman. The guy that is all about his bravado. He's the one that actually gets to win. He's the one who actually gets to do it. The guy that lives in commercialistic stuff is the one that wins. He's the hero of our tale. I will say Myron gets the short end of the stick here, but also Myron being a mail carrier Mm -hmm. and having all those kids write those letters to Santa, Myron should have been tipped off earlier the Turbo Man was going to oh. be a doll and He would demand. not have been able to do that. They can't even open the letters to Santa because it's still a federal offense. Oh, yeah. They have to actually send it to the office of Dear Where Santa. It? Like, it's really? a real thing? There is an office of Dear Santa, yeah. Is it, where does it go? Um, I know I do not, God goes so to Greg Kinnear. Is, this is the problem I will tell you. <laughs> wow. Dear Santa is real. It is a government agency that is funded by a nonprofit. They actually do read the letters and try to make wishes from people. There's oh, a great nice. documentary that sort of breaks it down called Dear Santa. And it has been a long running program in conjunction with the Postal Service. I am paraphrasing this and saying it really poorly. Are you people happy are gonna, to tune into this show yeah, now? People are going to Google it up. Something. But like legitimately, no, he wouldn't know because, and that's again, like watching this again, I was legitimately like pretty depressed watching but it. Did you see the end? Jamie, Arnold's kid, gives him the Turbo Man yes. doll. So he he feels... Yes, and another, like, yeah. and another stelling example of white people, you know, giving <laughs> like, black people go. things so that they can feel better about the fact that they still put him through hell for the past past of this. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, it's I, also I get it. I get Jake Lloyd's character is never in question in this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. We no. always, we, I would trust Anakin Skywalker of all people to do the right thing over Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie because Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, and I understand where this movie's coming from. It's just, it's, you didn't set out to make this huge spectacle and ruin a parade and you, it just happens. You get so locked in, particularly men of a certain age, get so locked in on this one thing that we're told we can't have and so then that alpha male, animalistic, caveman mentality comes out and that is all you're focused on, much to the detriment of your family yes. and your friends and your kids. So my other question is, does Arnold are Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rita Wilson, are they going to have a happy marriage going forward? Because this is an early movie to feature a post credit scene. Mm. And yeah. it seems like maybe things are 
getting redeemed for Howard at the very, very end of this movie. But why? I don't think so. No. Because she's she's cleaning up after his messes. He's been disappointing his child for a while. Now it's going to get to the wife. He's going to be disappointing her. And she's finally going to realize, like, no, this guy's the worst. Yeah. Like, he's working on Christmas Eve. He's not buying anything for us, even though, like, you, you're not supposed to buy someone's love. But still, like, just give him, like, something. He wasn't home and, to put the star on the and tree. And let's be real. Yeah. Let's be real. This is also a classic example of the woman is probably being the primary parent. And yes. he's being the default parent, meaning, like, he only picks up the slack. Arnold, in this version, can't be left at home with the kids for four hours. Because <laughs> he, doesn't know what to do. he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. And so, no, I don't think this is going to be productive. And that's the other aspect of this is, I, again, I just, it is... There is a satire movie in here that is a better satire than what they did. And I feel like they copped out on the ending. The real ending of Jingle All the Way is Arnold sitting in a two-bedroom apartment with uh, with, with, Tur- no, with Turbo Man, because mm. that is literally all he has because Jake and Rita are off with their new stepdaddy. That so you is the wanted real a truth. sad, depressing ending where the, the parents break up and he's just a I left alone. I don't want a sad, depressing ending, but this that is a Christmas is actually, movie. It is not a Christmas movie. It is a spectacle satire that like cheaps out on the ending because that would have been the real like ending. That would have been it. It's like... And if real life were to happen yeah, in a movie, yeah, but it's a movie. But well, this it is has not to have a, a happy movie. Ending. This is not like the a kid movie. Gets Turbo Man. This is a very documentary. This is a documentary. This is no longer a satire. That's my whole point. It's a documentary up until the point where the a, and a child will lead them because like any yeah. any kid that gets Turbo Man, I, I if any either one of them can find me a story from 1996 Christmas about a kid who got a Tickle Me Elmo and then gave it to some other kid. Yes. you let me know because like, I don't think that is where it becomes. The more fantasy for me. Like, like basically, this is the problem I have with the movie. It's trying to do, have it both ways. Mm -hmm. It's trying to say, this is awful and these people need to be checked, but we're not going to give them any life lessons (laughs) to actually do that. We're just going to say, these people are awful, they need to be checked, but we're going to actually show them in the end, if you act this way, you still get your happy ending. And so I'm like, it. this is what this thing feels like to me. This feels like a script that was written and like got passed around that actually had a different ending. And then what they shot ended up being this wild spectacle, broad comedy that sort of loses the DNA. It's very Don't Worry Darling. Don't Worry Darling had a really clear sort of like thing that it was trying to say in the screenplay Mm. that I read. And what Olivia Wilde directed was not that. And the changes that she made weakened the the argument. Mm -hmm. This movie does the same thing. And just because it's a broad comedy doesn't make it any less stupid. <laughs> so, so you want a dark satire, dark comedic. <laughs> no, I want it like, to either. Just, like, no, I don't want either. Kid. They oh. weren't trying to sell Turbo Man dolls here. I don't care what it is. I just want it to know what it is. Okay. That's the problem. Yeah. Is oh, it's, so like, saying, yeah. it's like what the quote said that Tim said. It's like, it is too dark to mm-hmm. actually be what it wants to be, which yeah. is what you keep trying to tell me that it is, an uplifting Christmas movie. Uh-uh. I see you watching the same movie here, yeah. but I feel like you're focusing more on the B on maybe the first act act and a half, maybe the, even yes. the first two acts. Yeah. The third act it goes off the rails and it gets into this dark territory. Pardon me, Steven Seagal, from where it can't recover from. It cannot. The, the ending that I always expect to see when I rewatch this movie, and, and I'm always let down that I don't, is like I want to see like a Christmas that is the both families all coming together. And like sort of I want to see Myron and I want to see Howard like I want to see them next summer playing golf or so I want to see them having a good time as like as buddies. And their kids being friends. And and I I also want to see like I want to see like Howard showing up at baseball games and football games and being there for the regular part of the year because that's the real lesson of the movie is you don't need to try to buy your kids love at Christmas if you show up the other 364. Do you think that the the post-credit scene was, in reality, the post-credit scene is this. He's hanging out with his wife and it looks like they're, okay, we're doing it. And then the big news he has to tell her is that he's opening another store because the mattress sales are going so well. He's He's opening another store. He's going to be even busier because I don't see him, I I don't know that Myron has a choice as far as what his job is. And with Howard, I think that he is just going to continue to chase the the, the financial train yes. and and try to rationalize that I'm improving my family that way instead of actually to spend more time with them, who he clearly doesn't really like all that much. And by the way, I feel like I'm being really... It's really funny. The first half of the movie is mm-hmm. funny. Like, yeah, I'm not trying to pretend that it's not, but it is schizophrenic yeah, in its yeah. total watching. And I think that like I'm not going to betray like the weirdness I felt because when we get to the end, that's the problem. Like, I wouldn't have even been mad at the spectacle if they would have just 
seen that to its long, to its actual conclusion. But instead, they skirt off the path right at the end and bring us into Mayberry. And like, that is not where this movie was going. It just wasn't. I will say it doesn't wait till the end to get dark. It gets dark in the middle when they have the Santa scene with James Belushi, quoted as, or credited as James Belushi. Yeah. Um, And the elf who holds a Polaroid of like someone holding a Turbo Man doll saying, we have one, come follow us. I mean, seriously. And then it gets pretty dark there. It gets really dark there. And that's what I'm- But true to life. Yeah. yeah, you make a Would lot you, of money off those things. Yeah. You do make a lot of money off of those things. And so again, this is not comedy anymore. This is people buying things right now and then putting it immediately up on resale. Like this is real. This is the life. This is where we live. And so there is very little satire about it now. And I think it was us laughing at this back then that makes us now like, again, it's just, it's a code I don't want to watch or don't want to wear. It doesn't mean that I can't appreciate it for what it was. This is just not a movie where you're like, oh, this was the first brick in the wall that destroyed us. <laughs> I will say, to your point though, the the movie itself, and I think I think Jack would, would agree with this too. The genius in the filmmaking of this movie is the first half and how kinetic yes. the energy is because that is yes. the energy around Christmas. Yes. Because I'm one of those folks that do, you know, I always say every year, like I'm just going to get all my Christmas gifts in September for my family and then I'll be good and I want to worry. I'm never that guy. No, it's all no. what it's the middle of November and I still have no, I'm not, I haven't even thought that far ahead yet. So I really have an issue with that because I, I will still go to target or wherever on Christmas Eve and just look for whatever I can grab last minute. This movie captures that feeling. Yes. No, you really are. You're shopping Christmas Eve. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. For your mother. For, yeah, look, because look, usually look, I Mark, go home. I'm traveling oh, and I don't oh, want to yeah. carry okay, all that crap okay, with right. me. So I get home. I get, I get back to base and then I'm like, all right, because I'm kind of like, Howard, I, wanna, I see my family for 10 minutes and I'm like, well, I'm going to run out to Starbucks. Anybody <laughs> yeah. need anything? No, I like this about Mark, which I think is more interesting, which is that Mark is, how do I put this? Practical, mm. but polite. <laughs> so That's he is slight. polite. That's a slight no, if I've ever heard one. He's, no, 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 no. He is practical, but he's is polite in mm-hmm. the sense of like, of course, he's not going to be somebody that shows up, but he is practical first. Yes, he is yeah. practical first, yes. and that is like the gods to honest truth. So he will never, I think, sacrifice practicality for politeness, mm-hmm. but he is very polite. Yes. So it doesn't show often when he's just like, this is not practical anymore. You'll catch me in Target. Approaching midnight on Christmas Eve, you're never going to catch me in an airport on December 23rd trying to check a bag. Okay, that's what that's I'm saying. Practicality coming in. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Practicality yes. over polite. Now, yeah. the polite thing to do is like obviously have the gift, but it is not going to trump <laughs> the practicality of I need to be there. Eventually, he will yeah. also add the other P, which is planning and ship the gifts there ahead of him. Uh, but uh, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Maybe next year. Because that is what yeah. I am. My head I am, hurts. I am planning over. I'm sorry. I am. Um, planning over practical and polite, meaning if it doesn't happen, all of these other things are not going to happen. Mm. Like I cannot be polite without planning. Yeah. All right. So what's this? If, if I, if, if you were either, either, you know, defending this movie against Jacqueline, whoever is like, I, maybe I've never seen Jingle all the way. I want you to sell me on it. What's the scene for you that captures that holiday spirit that you're talking about? It's the ball scene when it's like, we have one more turbo man or for whoever gets these balls these little bouncy balls and they're just uh, Myron and Howard are yeah. just going nuts in the Mall of America. I think they actually shot it there. The yeah, Mall of they America. did. Yeah. Um, and they just, it was just this crazy fun scene that encapsulates what Christmas shopping is all about nowadays. Um, but yeah, that, that's just, it's just a fun, good time. Can I just ask you, Brian? What's that? What is your Christmas like now in your house? How many people are you got buying gifts for? What is the way y'all set it up? Okay, well, now I have a fiancé, so yeah. I have two Christmases now on different coasts. So. Okay. you got to really impress that other family. Yes. This is a big Christmas yes. for you. So don't, like, talk numbers, but, like, like how many gifts <laughs> are y'all exchange- exchanging? Like, how far are you going in this? We were supposed to do the one gift per person thing, but then that all changed when I got there, and it's like, hey, Brian, we got you 10 gifts. And I'm like, Somebody hey, always hey. splurges. See? Right? Like, yeah. 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 This is, Yeah. You what? can't you can't ever stick to that white elephant twenty five dollar under whatever mm-hmm. the rule is. Somebody's gonna come in. Oh, with, we don't do that. We give lists and say a max of three. Max okay. three gifts. Right. Yeah, per max person. Per person. Wow. But we 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 send a list. Okay. Um, and this is actually a new tradition of ours because I'm just tired of it. Yeah. Like my partner is very much like they're just gonna buy bad gifts. I was like, or you can train them to give you good ones because <laughs> just I am not clues. gonna deal with forty more years of like. <laughs> Bad things. Family members. They're you like dogs. I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> Train them. But no, I mean, I don't want 
to be like that. But like my whole thing is, is like to buy a good gift for somebody, you need to know them. Yeah. And as much as we like to pretend that our family knows us at a certain point when you're away from them, they know you less. And mm. so they're basing stuff on what they thought you liked at 16. Yes. Not basing it on anything that you like now at 35, 40. I'm yes. that weird kid that was always thrilled to get new socks. <laughs> And I still do. I mean, I love you don't like to buy your own socks. Again, I might have ordered socks last night for myself. I, mean, I might have splurged last night. I don't disagree with you on that because I do understand the loveliness of colorful socks. God, but it feels good. It does feel good. It does feel good. But I guess my whole thing is, is like with my parents as they we just got into this thing of exchanging money and I just got tired of it. Mm. And so I was like, so it's no fun, though, like a gift card or just straight cash. Dude. Cash. Cash. Like they're just like, like, I give you 40, you give me 40. I it's literally even. got so irritated with it, but it's what my mother liked. And so I, mm. and because of a lack of planning. And so now I'm like, I'm just doing it for you. Here's the five. I like send her an Amazon wish list, pick one. And now she'll like add her own things in there. Because again, you cannot force her to make her own Amazon wish list. Mm. At, at 65, she ain't doing it. <laughs> but if you send her an Amazon wish list and say, what do you want out of this? It might happen. We're trying it this year. Like I'm saying this like it's implemented. This is my personal thing that we um, how many How many gifts for your wife's or for your for your fiance's family have you already bought? Uh, none. none. Uh, okay. it's, have it's, you bought right. any Christmas presents? It's November. These it's are men. Dumb. You bought, I bought gifts already? Le- I've already bought I've bought two small gifts for my partner and I know what I'm getting him for his big gift because we're going to do max three total. I know what I'm getting my best friend. I know what I'm getting you. Uh, What do you get, Mark? See, now now I got, this is the other problem. You you got to anticipate. You got to be a good defensive back. You have to anticipate (laughs) who's giving you gifts that now you're like, oh, hey, uh, your gift card is in the mail. No, no, you don't need to give me a gift because it's the same gift I give everybody who I like but who doesn't want, I don't want them to buy me a gift. And Mark knows this because I've given it to you. I for hate two getting years. gifts. Uh, I've given I love this to giving you two, them. I've given this to you two years in a row though. I don't know. I've gotten you stuff. Yeah, he has, okay. but he doesn't have to. I just I bake people cookies. I bake oh, people cookies nice. and cupcakes and I give them type two diabetes as an oh. act of love. That's what black people oh, do. Oh yeah, your cookies were amazing. <laughs> <I'll take that. laughs> and they were yeah, great. They so were I, COVID and I'll bring them up here and like I bring up cookies at Christmas oh. for like the office and I'll like do that. So I bake. Oh, here's the great, here's the great irony of this movie though, is because I am an uncle. And so there's very, there's very little pressure on me to give like the gift of the season. You know, that's the parent's job. And then if I can swoop through with some cool Legos, great. If I had kids and they really wanted one thing, I'm pretty sure I would very quickly turn in to a Howard or a Myron because you just want to see those kids happy. Yes. Yeah. But you would, you would you wait till the last minute still or would you plan? I would and try say, to plan. I hope yeah, I'd yeah. have somebody okay. helping me with that process. What is Risa, What is Rita Wilson doing? Right? Rita Wilson she, is dying a, a quiet death. She's taking oh. care of the kid. Yeah. She can't throw the kid. She can't have somebody else watch the kid who, because she's got to know more than Arnold that yep. this kid has been wanting a Turbo Man doll forever. It's not like Turbo Man just happened on December 24th. Can we just talk about poor Rita Wilson this? There is something about the quiet desperation in her voice trying to get this dude <laughs> to buy a toy. It's and, like, and she goes like, Howard. And like, I'm just yeah. like, I I, I'm more angry at her character mm-hmm. because her character was the archetype for so many women thinking like, this is what you need to do to get of the men. 90s. Yeah, of the 90s. Yes. Like there were so many women, like the Rita Wilson was just Sarah Jessica Parker five years earlier. Mm-hmm. And now she's here uh, trying to get her, you know, version of big to be a grown man that can walk and chew gum, think about his emotions and buy a Christmas gift for your kid. Yeah. Like I, the simplicity of how these men are failing is just, uh I, I, does, I don't find it comical anymore. I will say I, <laughs> I agree with you with the ending where they should have shown him showing up to the karate class, yeah. to the games, to whatever, because that would have brought it full circle. It him and Myron. The and, kids yeah. could have been on the same team. Yes. They, I just think there's a lesson here that is the, the conceit of the movie, which is don't buy your kids affection on Christmas if you're there for them 364 days. And you never actually see either one of the characters really learn that lesson, which I'm like, I don't know what it is about my brain. It makes me glitch. <laughs> If he was a true deadbeat dad, he would have gotten his kid a Nerf football, the official gift of the deadbeat dad, and he wouldn't have paid attention long enough to see the disappointment in his kid's face that it wasn't a Turbo Man doll, because at least he probably only heard Turbo, and Nerf had a really cool football called a Turbo for a long time. It would have been off-brand, though. The deadbeat dad has always been Uh, off-brand. Yeah, it wouldn't have been official Nerf. It would have been something that was like nerf I'm, I'm so glad that my father wanted to buy my affection. Best Christmas gift you ever got. A PS2. Probably, probably a PS2 the very first year it gift. came out. That's the first year it came system. out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was my stepdad buying my affection. Mm-hmm. But my dad had bought my affection not long before that with like 
I was the only child, I should also uh, add. And so, like, I had Nintendo. I had Sega. The very first ones every time they came out. Uh, The only one I didn't have was N64 because N64 was, like, a console that you should play with other people. Like, that was mainly what it was for. And I just, it, it, even at that time, I knew, I was like, I'm not getting siblings and this is just depressing. (laughs) So, give me the single player things like Sega and Nintendo. And then Microsoft, when they came out with PlayStation, it was like they knew, this is just for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I th- the, I think it was the N sixty four because I had friends and family. And <laughs> no offense to you, uh, that, it's that okay. I, I knew I had a depressing childhood. There's a reason why this movie hits different for me. It makes okay, sense now. You this grew is up a in, reason why yeah. this movie hits. Di- Listen, yes. If anyone listening to this be like Jacqueline, and he's, I'm already in therapy. Do not worry. But this movie hit me in a place that is not good. It is too close to home, and it hurt. But playing N sixty four with my friends. Goldeneye, Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, yep. and Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium, all that stuff. I was all about that. So the only time that I ever got competitive with any game that I really wanted, really any toy that I wanted the, in a Turbo Man way was I remember Tecmo Bowl was like a sensation when it came out for Nintendo, right? And then Tecmo Super Bowl was coming out and it was for Super Nintendo. They made one for Nintendo that I had acquired and it was great, but then there was one coming out for Super Nintendo and I remember Tecmo, I think they had like an ad in uh, Nintendo Power or something, and it said, hey, just so you know, when Tecmo Super Bowl hit shelves, it was there for like, I don't know, 10 minutes, and it's and every game sold out. <laughs> so I don't know how I got one of those games, when I got one of those games, but I remember showing it to my mom, being like, mom, we really got to be on top of this thing. So yeah. I, st- to this day, don't remember if we like went to Electronics Boutique like early and lined up. Mm-hmm. I just remember having a Tecmo Super Bowl for Super Nintendo, and I maintain it's still the greatest football game ever made. Wow. Never sorry, sorry, Madden fans. Madden? Tecmo Super Bowl <laughs> was the peak for me. Uh, final word on Jingle All the Way goes to our special guest today and our producer, Brian Perez, Stump for Your Movie. Thank you. I will say the Rotten Tomato score is way too low for this 19%. movie. 19%. 19. It should be totally fresh. Why is the audience score 38%? Who's, who's voting in the audience score? I don't know. It's not my generation. What, you are the audience score? That's you ringing it down, Jacqueline? We were 80s latchkey kids. Yes. This hits different. <laughs> I was a 90s latchkey kid. And this hits perfect. All the lone children voting. That's <laughs> yeah. that's who's doing it. Yeah. No, it's totally uh, fresh. And I love this movie. The comedy, again, is so funny. And the action sequences are amazing. So pretty good movie. family uh, movie director resume for Brian Levon. He's got Beethoven. He's got the Flintstones. Those are both pre-Jingle All the Way. And then he's got Are We There Yet in 2005. So guys covering all the bases now jingle all the way 19% and a good way to let us know how you feel about that is our mailbag you can hit us anytime rt is wrong at rottentomatoes.com is where you can send us your thoughts on jingle all the way or an upcoming movie that you really think that we should be talking about on this show like ketchup crew member antonio washington who says hey guys love the podcast my movie suggestion is a christmas story I feel like the critic score and the audience score is way too high for this. And he quoted classic film, 90% certified fresh, 88% audience score. I've watched it recently and it was boring compared to a popular movie like Home Alone. Thanks, Antonio. Shots fired at a Christmas classic, a Christmas story. Thoughts? It's not a good movie. Okay. That is fair. I it is not a good movie. Yeah. It okay. is a little boy, consumeristic, this white boy in his dream <laughs> movie. But there is a certain level of cutesiness to that because even though it is commercialistic, it is a child's commercialistic endeavor. And let's be real. At age seven, there is nothing more important than a Red Rider BB gun. I like that one better. It feels more earnest. And okay. I actually feel for the family more. Yes in a Christmas story, but I was never a big Christmas. We weren't a Christmas story family growing up. So I never even saw it until like five years ago. Really? Yes. What's the big deal with it? TBS. Why are you playing it 24 hours a day? And Um, have you said you sat down and and taken it in? Yes. And yeah, I would agree. It's not the best movie. It's kind of boring at times, but there are some good moments that like make it a classic. So right. I'm going to give you all the racial divides. So for black people. Yeah. At it's Christmas not a Christmas time, story. It's not a Christmas <laughs> story. <laughs> it is either this Christmas. Yep. Uh, soul yep. food. Uh, the preacher's wife. Occasionally the color purple, because that's just what happens when black women mm-hmm. get together. Um, and believe it or not, imitation of life, which uh-huh. is like the tragic mulatto story. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. It's wow. Lana Turner. 
uh, Juanita. Um, she's her maid. And yeah, it's the tragic mulatto story. I think those five. Hey, Ketchup Crew, if any black women or black people are disagreeing with me. Actually, I would like to know this. Y'all tell me what are your like specific family ethnic sort of like Christmas movies? Because I feel like I they like are the best different. man's holiday. There is another one. Best man's holiday. Thank you. That is another one that is a great like black folks Christmas movie. And I feel like every guy's playing for the New York Giants. Yep. He's about to, the football scenes aren't the best, but he but he's about to break the all time yep. rushing record. But he's also got this stuff at home, but they still have time for a 90s. Uh, cover performance yes. in the living room. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, anyway, pretty good. But uh, yeah, I would love to hear what people say about that. Do you yes. have a Do you have a specific family Christmas movie no, that's I not? Think, I think we just put on Selena. Like <laughs> every time. <laughs> see, <laughs> see though. But y'all would if y'all are families together, you find a reason to put on Selena. Though. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, okay. so what what is what is the white person version of this? I really want to know. Outside of the, like the classic Christmas. Christmas movies, like well, is there? It's the movie that's always debated this time of year. What Die Hard. Oh, yeah. oh, that's the one. Okay, Fire, yeah. okay. so we've set up a trend. <laughs> yes. So, y'all... Let listen. us know your off-brand Christmas yeah, movies. Yeah, your off-brand like, Christmas Scrooged movies. Scrooge is the closest you would get, but it's still so on-the-nose Christmas, Christmas yeah. Carol. And especially if it's like, this is what me and my weird family watch at right. Christmas. Because I guarantee you there's some Nightmare Before Christmas, Christmas people. Christmas you know, vacation, Christmas anyone? vacation. No, uh, no? not... No. Okay. I, I gave you ours. And actually, Best Man Holiday is a little late for me. Like, okay. I feel like younger... Like Gen yeah, it was Z. like 2015. Yeah, that was a little bit late for me. So like they had to be a part of the culture already for me to be talking about it. Yeah. But RT is wrong at RottenTomatoes.com. Email us with your off-brand, with your specific Christmas movies that don't necessarily have to relate to Christmas. We'd love to hear it. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining us on the show on this side yeah. of the yeah, camera. You do a wonderful job engineering the whole shebang. So thank you for lending your talents in front of the microphone as well. Where can all the kids find you when you're not telling me what to do? <laughs> when I'm not uh, bossing you guys around. Yeah. Um, you can find me on The Wanger Show on Amateur Hour Films. We do sketches. We do podcasts. We do it all on the Amateur Hour Films YouTube. Amateur Hour Films YouTube. Check it out. A lot of great shorts. Uh, we're just coming out of the spooky season, but they always make a good short around that time of year as well. So uh, for Jacqueline Coley, um, oh, do we get a streaming recommendation, I guess? I loved White Lotus before it was a thing, so I love promoting White Lotus. Yeah, okay. having seen the yeah. new season. I'm I excited saw for it. I saw it debuted. Yeah. I don't, th I don't think I finished it. Last, I was like, I get it, and I'm just <sighs> so good. Did you get to the? Did you get to the? Um, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll get. Well, but did I, you get to the scene though? I no, and so that's what it feels like. I I jumped right before. Yeah, mm. you really got to get to that scene. Uh, okay. Plus right. that Murray, uh, who he did win an Emmy, right? F Murray or which one? Mike um, White? No, um, Murray. Uh, oh, Armand. Yeah, yeah Armand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, won yeah. an he, Emmy, and he's got a new show. I will give a plug to a friend. Emily V. Gordon and Kumail's new show, oh, yeah. Welcome to Chippendales, is going to be on Hulu. And I think he's going to get another because he's playing the guy, like the, the the rival of the the main Kumail character. Oh, nice. Who, oh, good. You know, spoiler alert, if you know that story, it's you know what he did. It's a crazy story. It is a crazy story, yeah. I don't want to yeah. give it away for these folks. I know because, Yeah, no, watch, just watch the story because if you don't know the story, go in blind because I listened to the podcast. Did you listen to the podcast? No. Yeah, the podcast about Welcome to Chippendales, which is what the show is called, by the way. Welcome to Chippendales, Kumail Nanjiani, I think October 24th. All right. Mm. Yeah. Covering all the bases here on Rotten Tomatoes is wrong for Brian Perez. Check out Amateur Hour Films on YouTube. My esteemed co-host, Jacqueline Coley. I am Commanders fan Mark Ellis. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time right here at Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.